Welcome to Tech Rundown on the NI Race Cars podcast, where we share awesome builds, racing series news, racing series cars, etc., etc. Most of the time, it's all North Americans, hence the NA. Sometimes we talk about other cars in Europe, such as V8 Supercars and the WEC Series, etc. But today, our focus is going to be on the technical aspects, if you ever wanted to know, of the next gen Gen 6 Cup car for NASCAR. Let's get it started. The majority of tracks will have 670 horsepower with a 4 inch spoiler. The original power output was supposed to be 500, but they felt that was not enough for the car. Um, the exhaust has been changed, so it's out on each side instead of on one side. It was out on each side at some point in NASCAR's early time, but and then it went to the same side, two different boom tubes, and now it's on each side. The transmission and differential setup is completely changed to a five-speed transaxle X-Track sequential. Um, it is not going to be paddle shifted. It is going to be mechanically shifted by the driver via linkage. It, there's going to have, the rumor is there's three different gearboxes that are going to be available and you will not be able to open them. There will be a sealed gearbox from X-Track. The chassis has completely changed to a three-clip style where you have the forward section from the firewall forward that you have the driver's cell which is the center section the driver's support area and then you have the rear section which would be the rear bulkhead back um austin dillon had a really bad shunt early in testing that they would have broken off an existing car and they actually just replaced the clip on it and they supported a couple areas that they figured out they should have changed so it shows that that is very promising it's going to keep those um, all these chassis are going to be built by Tech Industries and Concord. It's the first time that NASCAR Cup Series teams will not be building their own chassis. The bodies have completely been changed to composite, just like the Xfinity Series. They're not offset anymore, they're completely square. They're an inch and a half lower roofline, and they're 1.6 inches wider, but they still have a 110 inch wheelbase that they've been using for the longest time. Suspension wise, now they're front and rear double wishbone aluminum A arms with an IRS rear suspension, which is completely changed from the live axle setup. Um, as far as struts go, coilovers, etc., I'm not 100% sure. I know Hyperco is the spring manufacturer, but I don't, I think they're allowed to use their own shocks like they have been for a long time. The wheels are completely changed. They were 15s, now they're going to 18s forged wheels. Um, the reason I heard for the forged wheels to an 18 was because I wanted to use a center lock lug and the 15 inch could not support it in any fashion. So they went with a similar setup to what a IMSA series runs, like IMSA WEC, I mean, formula cars, etc., etc. They should use BBS because they knew what they were doing and knew what they were getting. The wheels themselves for tire size have increased. Now that you have a shorter sidewall, they have increased to 12 inches versus 10. Uh, bigger brakes because of the bigger wheels, which is the biggest thing drivers have commented on. The brakes are great. So now the fronts are going to be a six piston monoblock calipers, and the rears are a four piston monoblocks. Um, caliper. The manufacturers are completely all over the place. Um, I mean, it really depends on who they want to go with team-wise, like Brembo, AP, etc., etc. Those brands are in there. 
Um, the next biggest change the drivers have been talking about is the rack and pinion steering. So they got rid of the steering box, got rid of all that junk, honestly. It was a lot. I mean, it worked well for them for a long time, but they shouldn't have had it for this long. The rack and pinion has been an issue, though. They haven't gotten it right to the way that they want. Um, the other big change for the driver aspect of it is that the uh, pedal box is actually mounted on the floor now. It's not a hanging pedal box, it's a floor mounted pedal box. So that's a completely different change. Um, then probably the biggest difference besides like the IRS would probably be the aerodynamic packages they've changed in these cars. Now they're completely a flat floor with a rear diffuser and their side skirts actually do have some sort of a diffuser splitter element added to them. Um, there is a proper ducting for all of the air out of the engine bay through two ducts right off the hood. Uh, the biggest change would probably be the rear diffuser because the rear diffuser is going to add most of the downforce. I think if I remember hearing the numbers, the rear diffuser was like 60% of the total downforce in this package. Um, very good. Um, I have some certain opinions about it. I think the most negative opinion will be is contact. Um, what's going to happen when somebody hits your car and ruins your rear diffuser or changes the pitch of the rear diffuser? It's going to really be interesting to see how far um, these go and to see what happens. Uh, I just, it would just like to see somebody doing really well in a race and then somebody shunts you in the rear and then that's all it was. It's all it wrote and you lose a bunch of time per lap. So that's about it. Those are all of the major topics. Um, really other than that, there's really nothing interesting. Like the engines are the same. Like I said, they're going to, most attraction would be 670 horsepower with a four inch spoiler to get the cars where they want them for the speed that they want them uh i think the biggest change exterior besides the bodies looking it kind of like the production cars is that they're not offset anymore so they're completely straight uh the irs was a great thing i'm really excited about that i mean we've had irs for a long time in a lot of different race cars so there's no reason why nascar should have taken this long to go to a live axle uh 18 inch wheels that is better um i agree with that that it looks more like a production car now and the biggest change people are having is that they're not so used to the way the smaller sidewall is driving so a lot of these guys are spinning these cars out because they just don't feel it go but they'll get there it'll be fine so that is what we're going to call a tech rundown this is the first one i hope you guys enjoyed it and if you have any ideas or any other topics you'd like me to do a tech rundown just let me know um some future episodes are going to be the new gen 3 supercar from australia it's a really cool car i want to talk about it um the technical regulations on the hypercar from WEC and IMSA I'm going to cover because I think that is an important topic that people get messed up in all the time because there's so much information there. Uh, other than that, I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I might go into a couple of uh, interesting cars that I find cool and other people might find cool. Um, when race season really gets going, I'm going to try and do some highlight of certain cars in the time attack world uh certain cars in the gltc world to see what they like what they have done to their car that we can maybe do a little write-up on that do a quick rundown but that's the point of these they're supposed to be quick in and out that you can listen to so i appreciate everybody listening